You are now listening to Backstage Pass Podcast, hosted by Hannah Tridwell and brought to you by Toman. The Backstage Pass Podcast is a guide for upcoming artists and newcomers to the music industry. Each week, I speak to experts in different fields, and in this episode, I'll be talking to the iconic sound engineer, Lenise Bent, about her incredible career and the importance of analogue. Hello, Lenise Bent. How are you? I'm well, Hannah. Thank you. How are you? I'm good. It's early there, I know. So you are a amazing audio engineer. You've worked with Blondie. You've worked on records from Fleetwood Mac. I'm going to ask you some quickfire questions that are really stupid. Are you ready? Take it away. Yeah, there are no stupid <laughs> okay. questions in my in my world. I feel almost embarrassed about these questions because you're such an icon to so many people. But oh. we'll, we'll roll with it. It's fine. <laughs> Analog or digital? Both. Both. Um, for different things. One of them is certainly more prominent now than the other. However, uh, I still think it's very important for up-and-coming engineers to have the analog tools in, as a part of their skill set. Um, I, I do, of course, you know, being of a certain age and uh, coming <laughs> from a certain era. Um, however, um, I still love recording to analog tape, and I just did. I'm, I'm going to do a shameless plug right now. Of, um, do it, please. Um, this record right here, Primal Kings, Primal Kings. Ah, uh, yeah, uh, that's the all analog one, right? All analog, yes, yes, and it, it's it's so such cool. a great record. I mean, the artwork, the liner notes, the credits. Nice. I mean, the attention to detail and the love and the joy and fun and musicianship that went into this record. It wasn't it wasn't analog for the sake of analog. It was. Uh, this is a very cool um, rock, blues, indie band. And mm. they all played together, you know, and we recorded all in the same room and just the oh, energy. Wow. Yeah, yeah, you know, drums, bass, it guitar. It was live. Yeah, yeah. And nice. there are, are overdubs. Uh, you know, there's some background yeah. vocals. I'm singing on a couple things. Um and uh, so we had some percussion and some um, dobro. It was perfect for the analog um, process because tape, it has what's called tape compression and the signal to noise ratio uh, because they were, you know, there were a lot of dynamics in it and all. And the tape kind of compresses yeah. it naturally. And that's something you really want to use without oversaturating you know it's an acquired skill one that i acquired quite some time ago and uh so that's why i get to do it now um because when people want that there aren't that many people out there who still know how to do it and still love doing it you know a sample rate of one-to-one -one, there's no offs in analog mm -hmm. And so every single harmonic, every single, you know, yeah. everything's there. The vibe is there. That's why there's a vibe. And, um, yeah. <laughs> and digital has come so far. The filters are good and things and the sample rates are better, but there's still information missing. I'm, mm. I'm sorry. It just didn't. If there's an off, that means something didn't get picked up. 
And, yes. you know, when it's all ons and offs, no matter how high the sample rate is. And, of course, it's, it's, um, it's so much better, like I said. And, and it's a sound that people really like. However, there is something to capturing a performance with everything uh, represented, everything there. Mm. And um, it, it's just a different thing. That's why people listen to old vinyl and they have an emotional response. It's interesting to see how a lot of the digital stuff is trying to add in the feel and the vibe. Yes. And the soul of, of tape. Yeah, well, because it, there's... There's something to that. It, it, there really is a, you know, a tape vibe. And so I'm fortunate that um, I still get to do it because, because the fun part is you have to be prepared. Uh, you can't do yeah. a gazillion takes. You only have 24 tracks, let's say. And so you have to commit. That's scary. <laughs> I know. And it's, and it's totally destructive audio. I mean, that's the that's the fun part. I mean, it's a rush. That's the magic of it as well, though, isn't it? Because if you get that take, that you like capture that one moment in time. That's something that is just amazing. exactly, exactly that performance. Um, and it may not be perfect, but this is something I learned. You don't want it p perfect. You want it right. You know, my job as that kind of producer engineer is to capture their performance, inspire their performance, and capture the performance. And I'm also an artist. I, it's the artistry. It's the instrument I play. It's, you know, that console and those microphones and the, all the gizmos and widgets. That's, that's my instrument. And, um, and the room, the room. Oh, God, that makes such a difference. And ambiences and all these different things are the the palette that uh, I paint with. It, you know, we're artists. So I, I know we've kind of already answered this question, but I was going to say night owl or early bird. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, um, I've worked nights for so many years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, either or is great. But you yeah. can't do both, I guess, can you? Well, something's got to, you got to sleep sometime. Here I make my first platinum Wowzers. album. And, uh, yes. and, I, and I got stomach cancer and I had to quit <laughs> and Whoa. get well. Yeah. Then yeah. The doc yeah. And uh, actually, uh, I got it a few, I got cancer. Found out I had it a um, few albums before this. I was working with the legendary Mike Chapman producer. I was his engineer, and he just, you know, <clears throat> we'd finish a, a record on a Friday, and Monday was, you know, in rehearsals with somebody else, and uh, we just, you know, banged them out. And it was a lot of work yeah. and a lot of imbalance in my life. I was so sick by the time of this at um God bless Debbie Harry. She she was macrobiotic. So she you know would bring me, you know, brown rice and steamed veggies and all these things to help me and then the day after I mastered uh this record, I um drove down to Mexico to a cancer clinic and they said quit your job or die. <laughs> And it was like, yeah, well, okay, uh, that's that's, yeah, so, that's so. Here's my trajectory going, doing, you know. I can laugh about it now, uh, looking yeah. back on it. And fortunately, I was in a position where I could afford to take that time off and go holistically and get well. 
So I didn't work for several years, um, you know, because of that. And because uh, a lot of people wonder, well, what happened to Lonise? You know, well, that's what happened. I didn't. I never told anybody before because I just couldn't talk about it for some reason. I didn't feel yeah. comfortable talking about it. Now I think it's really important to talk about it. So other yeah, people that's don't. Yeah, life, isn't it? Well, it was all stress-related and having an imbalanced life. And, um, right. And the, the universe kind of interceded and said, you know, if you're not smart enough to take care of yourself, I'm going to, you know, help you out with this. What is your track of the week? Go under uh, primalkings.com and go under the album. And, uh, of course, we have digital versions of all the mixes. You can hear the whole record for free. And uh, wow. it's really good. I love the digital versions as much as I love the analog versions done, um, cut by the iconic Ron McMaster over at Capitol. It must be good if you're saying that as well, yeah. that you love yes. the digital as much as the analog. Yeah. Well, it's because um, I have to say it was recorded correctly, and that makes a huge difference. The The mastering process was just a joy on both sides. I encourage people if they can. I know everybody masters their own stuff now and that's that's you know the direction it's going in and mm. and you know with machine learning and AI and everything like that. I will be obsolete some you know in mere moments. <laughs> in the meantime, uh, if it's possible uh, I recommend at least having somebody else master your music that you've been working yeah. on. And uh, the reason for that is you get too close to it. You're, you can't tell what a hit record sounds like. You need fresh ears. You need somebody who this is all they do is make hit records. Yeah. The mastering is the last phase where it just, uh, you hear it evolve from the mixes and from all the things that you've done uh, and you hear it turn into a record. And it's, it's such a wonderful experience for me and closure. I can let it go now because it's the last, mm. you know, it's the last thing you have to commit and then you have to let it go. I'm already thinking about mastering when I'm, when I'm cutting the basic tracks from the very beginning. I already know how I want to approach this so I know what the mastering engineer, what I expect them to do with it and give them tracks that they can do that thing. There's some great yeah. mastering engineers out there, but somebody else's ears to to take it and turn it into that yeah, record. I definitely agree. You've had so much amazing experience <laughs> as well. What's the best lesson that you've learned in your career so far? To keep learning. And to um, to keep learning and to also, again, it's really important that you enjoy this. This isn't like any other business. Probably the only industry or within the uh, entertainment world where you're using both sides of your brain. It's engineering and it's creating. So your left and right brain and um, playing a musical instrument definitely does that. Use both sides of the brain. Nothing else does. And so uh, you have to have joy to do this and have balance in your life and have um, a real passion for this because 
you deserve that, and the band deserves it, or the artist deserves it, or the project deserves it, and life's too short to work on things that make you miserable. We've all heard that story of when John Lennon was five years old, and his teacher told them, asked them, what do you want to be when you grow up? And he said, happy. And she said, you didn't understand the question. And I think his answer was, well, you don't understand my answer. (laughs) (laughs) But it's true. That's what you want to achieve. And so if you're in a position, if you're doing something and it doesn't make you happy, go ahead and go do something else. Absolutely. Well, thanks so much for being such a great guest on this podcast. Well, thank you for having me, Hannah. I've just had a blast. You're wonderful. It's been so great to talk to you. And I'm so grateful that you've been talking to me today. So thank you. Well, thank thank you again for having me. I, I love to share um, my knowledge and my joy and my experiences and pass it on to others if I can. So thank you. Thanks for tuning into this episode. Be sure to hit subscribe and leave a comment to let us know what you think. And I will see you next time on Backstage Pass.